All right, we are live. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. My name is Matt Cook. I'm the host of the show. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to get into tonight. Um, we we're expecting Bobby Brown to join. He has not uh, come on as of yet. So maybe if he does end up coming on, we can recap and uh, catch up with Bobby a bit about Japan. I wanted to talk to him a bit about the Shriners as well. As we haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, we need Bobby back on because me doing the solo show, the live recording, uh, you know, I, I do it for all of you. Let's put it that way because uh, I don't love just talking to myself a lot of times. So if we do have some audience members that want to throw in some questions as we go along tonight, please feel free to do so. Uh, but first off, we're going to be diving into the Worldwide Technology Championship tonight. That is the big topic that we're going to be discussing but that is not the only thing that we're going to be discussing here tonight because we also have an update from the tgl that is the indoor golf league and if you've been listening to the podcast we've talked about it a lot we had neil hubman on the president of the los angeles golf club um, certainly there have been more and more teams that have been purchased as franchises and we've got a couple updates here as well. We've posted on our Instagram story around some of the signings and the format has just been released, which is quite intriguing. And I don't know how that's going to pan out. So we're going to discuss that part of it. Um, and then the last piece, which we just talked about on the last episode, brought up the fact that you know, Endeavor, uh, they wanted to put in a billion dollars into Live Golf. They didn't because the PGA Tour asked them not to. Then all of a sudden, they are involved with the PGA Tour and talking about recently about investing into the PGA Tour. That has not, uh, well, we'll be talking about that one in particular because that's going to be pretty interesting to uh, tackle as we just talked about last week that they were a big, big player in all of this. And uh, they were potentially going to make some moves and make some big investments into the PGA Tour and especially with some of the conflict between PIF and the PGA Tour lately. So we're going to really get into that um, towards the end of the episode. But before we do, I just want to thank our sponsor, Swannies.co or Swannies Golf. But you can go to Swannies.co, get yourself 25% off your entire order at Swannies.co using promo code PullHookGolf25. All one word, PullHookGolf25. At checkout and get yourself 25% off swannies.co. I got the hoodie on tonight. It's getting a little cold here in Arizona. So granted, behind me is uh, out in Cabo at Diamante, where they're going to be playing this week. Uh, but it's getting cold in the desert as well. And uh, man, that just means some good Swanee sweatshirts. I love their sweatshirts. Love the hats. Birdie juice. And if you've been listening for the past couple of episodes, I've been starting to play a bit again and started playing in the Tuesday Skins games out at Mountain Shadows in the Arizona Skins League or the AZ Skins League. I don't know how they refer to themselves as. But today I had the pleasure of actually playing with 
uh, Betsy Kelly. Um, and, you know, we also had um, a gentleman named Jared who has a production company. Um, and, man, it was a lot of fun to be out there. And uh, let me just put it this way. This Betsy Kelly, she's got some game. I will. Uh, I got. I got to tip my cap to her. She shot one under today, I believe, with a couple birdies and a bogey. So not too bad there. Myself, game is coming around little by little. You know, when you start playing again, you start training and everything. I feel like sometimes you put a little bit of pressure on yourself, but at the same time, I mean, the swing finally is coming around, and then just made some bad mistakes. I did have a pull hook, so. Kudos to the show name, Pull Hook Golf, because uh, that did creep in twice today. I hit two pull hooks. It was quite windy out there. Um, but overall, I mean, shoot, threw in two birdies, lipped out on a couple others. Just didn't have the full game today. Uh, but I'm looking forward to as we go along within this season of the Arizona Skins League. Uh, but again, that, uh, that was a fun day out there today with everybody. Um, all right. Let's get into the Worldwide Technology Championship and let's get into some of the analysis around that particular tournament because that is where we are going to see Tiger Woods his first is I don't know if this was his first design but this is the first PGA Tour event that is taking place on a Tiger Woods design golf course. Let's see how it holds up with the PGA Tour pros. That is the one thing that we don't know yet. Like, for instance, Jack Nicklaus, we know how his courses stack up. I mean, get out to Memorial, that course plays absolutely brutal, and you know the style that you're going to get with Jack Nicklaus golf courses. Uh, when I was in New York City, I went out to, uh, oh gosh, Ferry Point, which uh, that is a Jack Nicklaus design, and that can beat you up at times, kind of a link style, um, just outside in the Bronx, um, just outside of New York City. So um, as far as Tiger Woods, though, what type of designs are we going to really get and see from Tiger? And I think this week is going to be the first week that we really see what type of course designer Tiger really is. is. Are these good golf courses that are going to hold up in PGA Tour events? I mean, he talked a bit about his particular ideas around the design and so forth. Um, and it's cool to finally see a track come all the way around full cycle. And now it's going to be on a Tiger Woods design golf course out there at Diamante. When I was with Full Swing Golf back in the day, uh, the golf simulator company, we actually had and did the install for a couple golf simulator bays in Diamante. So I know the resort, it is, I mean, it's beautiful down there in Cabo. I, I was um, in the gym last week with uh, Kevin Streelman, and he was talking about, what. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go down to Cabo and go play some golf? So I'm um, looking forward to really seeing how that all pans out for the guys. I do know that the, being right up against the water, the wind can get up there too. So um, I'm not quite sure what we're looking at, weather report-wise. Maybe we'll pull it up here as we go along. But I do want to take a quick look and kind of break down this leaderboard, um, or not leaderboard, but the field, and do a little bit of field analysis. You know, Bobby normally chimes in on these as well. So I'm going to do my best effort to uh, give everybody the 
full scoop and uh, give you the Bobby Brown version of it as well. Um, but you've got some players out there, man. I mean, obviously it's the PGA Tour, but this fall series, you never really know who you're going to get week in and week out in terms of some of the top players that are out there. I mean, one tee time that, uh, you know, kind of stands out a little bit is KH Lee, Lucas Herbert, and Keith Mitchell. I mean, I'm a big, big Keith Mitchell fan. I like him. I like Kashmir Keith. And uh, out there in Cabo this time of year, I really like the game that uh, he brings to the table. You know, we haven't heard much from him in this fall series. So uh, we will see how that all goes down. You know, the controversial uh, Austin Smotherman, who uh, our uh, buddy, who, uh, oh gosh, um, I'm, I'm not going to that story in particular. Harrison Endicott, David Lipsky's playing with him. We've also got Jaeger Meister, Meister Jaeger out there in Steven Jaeger. He's playing with Harry Higgs, Justin Sue. Um, you got Stuart Sink out there, Matt Kuchar, Sahitha Gala. So we've got a pretty good field. Davis Riley, Cam Young. Got a Cam Young sighting. That ties right into our TGL stuff, um, especially when it comes to the indoor golf league TGL. Cam Young, He. we are going to get a kind of a quick preview of Cam Young and see where his game is at right now. Um, Michael Kim's going to be out there, Doc Redman, Maverick McNeely, Bo Hostler. I mean, you got some names, and SH is not playing this week. I can tell you that much because um, SH, he is getting married soon, so congratulations, SH Kim, and that's why they are not out there this week, or at least I'm almost positive since Bobby's not on right now. Uh, I'm just double-checking, making sure that he is not. He is not. Um, but one of Bobby's uh, previous players is uh, Troy Merritt. He's going to be out there. Um, once again, we've got some good names out there this week, and we should see some really good golf. But, again, we don't really know. Nobody has been out there to play this golf course in a tournament event. This is the first tournament that's going to take place out there at Diamante in Cabo. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks gorgeous. The golf course is phenomenal. And I think that is going to, whoever likes a little bit of wind, let's pull up, uh, let's pull up a weather report out there. Let's take a look to see what we got weather wise out there at Diamante Los Cabos. I believe it's San Lucas actually, but we're going lost. Cabos and Los Cabos, Mexico. Here we go. Pulling up the weather report. And it looks like, I mean, shit. Talk about just some absolutely gorgeous weather. Um, it be in the 80s uh, pretty much all week. So Thursday, let, let's start with tomorrow being Wednesday. So 87 degrees tomorrow, 86 the next, 87 the next, 87 the next. Partly cloudy the entire day or partly sunny, however you want to frame that up. Um, I'm not seeing the wind here. We go wind. So nine miles an hour right now. That's the one thing I want to take a look at. Let's see if we can get in a little bit more information here at weather.com shout out to you weather.com 
So just kind of taking a look at the wind because I know they can get some windy conditions out there. Uh, it looks pretty benign for Thursday. Absolutely nothing. Maybe a little bit later in the afternoon, high of 8 miles per hour. <sighs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of wind going out there right now. So they're going to be having fantastic conditions. It's going to be really warm and... I expect some low numbers. I don't know. Tiger. I, I, I wish that, uh, you know, we had some more commentary from Tiger about this golf course in particular because I want to say this is one of his first designs, if I'm not mistaken, that he was the course architect on. And with that, you know, is it going to hold up to a PGA Tour standard? And I think that's the big question heading into this particular week. Um, now, that being said, from a field standpoint, let's see. Let me give you guys some picks for this week. Um, and it's tough to throw out there some particular picks because of the standpoint of how the golf course is going to play. We don't know how it's going to play or how it's going to hold up against these guys. Uh, I, already meant, I already mentioned one of them being Keith Mitchell. I like Keith this week. Um, I also, let's see here, as I'm looking through the names and so forth, some of the guys that come to mind, Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler has been playing some golf, and he played well at Zozo, played well at the Shriners. So I think, once again, Bo Hostler is going to continue that right into this week. Little Camillo Vijega sighting out there too in the field. James Hahn is in the field. Um, but uh, let's see. Just trying to see if we got anybody that kind of stands out. I mean, Bo Hostler, I would throw him in a top 20 bet for sure. Akshay Batia is playing. Lucas Glover's playing this week. Now, Lucas Glover hasn't played in uh, a couple of weeks so that would be an interesting one to see if he's got a little bit of rust coming into this week with the layoff and everything i don't love guys that are that have stopped playing that all of a sudden have a couple weeks off and then they come into a tournament i don't love that or a month off for that matter so i don't really love lucas glover in this one maybe maybe, and I don't want to insult anybody here, especially Lucas Glover, because he's got, I talked about this with Keegan Bradley going into the Zozo with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder of not being picked in the Ryder Cup. So that can outweigh the rust. Yeah, I'm not going to not gonna do anything on Lucas Glover this week, but Akshay Batia, this is this could be a track where this kid could play. I think I think that could be a pretty solid top 20 pick. I would also go on uh, and say Troy Merritt, top 20. Troy Merritt, top 20, because he has really figured out his putting yips and those putting woes. So I like him this week. Also, Kyle Westmoreland, he is a bomber of the golf ball. I probably wouldn't go... Um, with him in particular on this one. But those couple that I gave you, those are going to be my top 20 picks. I don't really love anybody in particular for 
just an outright win that really stands out. And once again, that kind of goes into the golf course itself, right? So first time that these guys are playing this golf course, we don't really know. We don't have past history as to who's played well on a Tiger Woods design or this particular golf course. So keep an eye out on that. And this also might be a good week, too, to keep an eye after Friday's round to pick a winner. If there's somebody that, you know, is playing well, that is really just had a couple bad breaks and they're a couple shots off the lead, maybe throw a little bit of money down on that one. That's a little bit of strategy that I've had some success with in the past. Now, the TGL and the update here. So the TGL update, we've got a signing, folks. And I asked Neil Hubman this. He couldn't share it at the time. I was like, are you guys going to do the draft? Or is this just going to be where, you know, guys are going to jump onto teams? Like, how is this all going to go down? And I think we have an answer because the very first signing has gone down. Justin Thomas has been signed by the Atlanta Drive Golf Club. Atlanta. First signing in the TGL, Justin Thomas. Pretty impressive. I mean, first signing in the TGL, Justin Thomas. He has not been playing great coming in, but, uh, you know, he didn't do all that bad at the Ryder Cup. Um, So, Justin Thomas, first signing. Surprised. I am surprised. Because why Justin Thomas and why Atlanta? That's what I want to know. Arthur Blank pulling out the paycheck, pulling out the check and just going, I'm Arthur Blank. I own the Falcons. Let's go ahead and get ourselves some Justin Thomas. Maybe he's just a big fan of Justin Thomas. I don't know. But I want to see, because there's a bunch of Cali guys, and now there's a San Francisco team as well. So let's see who's going to end up in San Fran, who's going to end up with LAGC. We're also... Boston, did you guys see Boston? And I I don't want to get this wrong. It is Boston Common Golf, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But their logo is a frog. Now, most of you are aware that I have smoked the toad or the frog, okay? And the Bufo Alvarius, which is a desert Sonoran toad. And boy, oh boy. They came with the frog, and it is dope. I mean, their logo. You know, you got the haters from uh, the Live Golf fans, Boston Common Golf. Yeah, that's what it's called. Man, you got to love that logo, though. Just absolute gem. I will post it. Actually, I already posted it on our Instagram story. So if you're on your phone right now, go ahead and take a look at our Instagram story while you're listening, and you will see the frog, Boston Common Golf. Now, me being a New York guy, it's tough for me to root for a Boston team, to say the least, but that logo is pretty sick. I might have to I might have to ask Swannies to uh, get me a Boston Common golf hat, put put that together. Let's get let's get a deal between Swannies and the TGL to get some merchandise out there. 
But um, Atlanta Drive, Boston Common Golf. I feel like Boston Common Golf is the first one that like has a has a logo that has like a design to it. And I shouldn't say that because Los Angeles Golf Club, they've got like their city design so forth. Atlanta Drive GC, they've got the A, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but Boston Common Golf, it's got the frog. And the belly of the frog is a golf ball. Now, they had a famous uh, design agency that went ahead and put this together. And now I've put together logos for companies in the past. But when all of a sudden you see the level in which, like, they were messing just with eyes. They were messing with the golf ball belly. the Like, everything, every little tweak. Like, they took everything into account to get to this point. And what I love, if you haven't noticed, is that, and I don't know if every frog is this way. Uh, I'm not a animal expert, but the frog has three fingers, okay? And that might be every frog, I don't know. But it's also a coincidence that there's only three players on these teams. Now, the next part that gets even more interesting is, is the format because the format we have never seen before out of anything in golf. I can't recall a single golf event to where I've ever heard this type of format. Okay. So here's the format. There's going to be two sessions that take place for every one of these matches. Now the matches, if I'm not wrong, are head to head. So in terms of team versus team, and the first session is nine holes of triples. Never heard of that before. What is triples, you might ask. Matt, what is triples? Great question. I couldn't have told you before I actually found out. Three-player alternate shot. So there's going to be nine holes where all three players are playing an alternate shot. Once again, you can go onto our Instagram stories and see the actual layout of, because the green is real. It's a virtual green. It undulates, but there's going to be three sections. So with that, there's going to be bunkers in there. There's also going to be, I mean, it's a very large layout for the most part. It's going to be pretty impressive, but you're going to have one guy hitting a drive, one guy hitting the shot in, and then one guy Doing the short game, it sounds like, I mean, as long as you're making birdie on a par four, if it's a par three, who knows? You might not only, you might only need two guys on a par three. Hit that iron shot in there, tight Tiger Woods, and then whoever else is backing them up, go ahead and make that putt. But three-player alternate shot for nine holes. Then session two is going to be six holes. So nowhere in this is there 18 holes, which is kind of interesting in and of itself. So nine holes of triples, then you got six holes of singles. That means rotating head-to-head competition with each player playing two holes during the session. Now, I'm not entirely, like I read that, and I'm not entirely sure if that is each player plays against another player. Um, and then they switch after two holes in terms of like who you're playing against so that you play all three players. Or if that's literally, you know, team one is Tiger versus, um, 
let's go with, uh, well, let's say JT. Tiger versus JT. Then you got the next players in Colin Morikawa versus um, Cam. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, against, oh gosh, Cam Young. <laughs> Jesus, I couldn't put that one together. Um, and then the next two holes are being played by Keegan Bradley versus Lucas Glover. Who knows how that's going to pan out, uh, but that's the way that it reads, is they're going to rotate head-to-head competition with each player playing two holes during the session. I guess each player plays two holes. That is odd, if anything. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, which makes it intriguing. And then there's going to be an overtime tiebreaker which is three on three closest to the pin until a team hits two shots closer to the pin than their competition. It's like an NHL shootout at the end. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's something different for golf. It's, I mean, you guys let me know. I mean, what does everybody think about this setup with session one being nine holes of triples Session two being six holes of singles and then an overtime tiebreaker if it's tied, which is a three on three closest to the pin until one team hits two shots closer to the pin than their competition. What do you think about this setup? I don't think we have the ability to judge it right now because there's nothing to compare it against. Like there is no other sport even that is like that. And we've never seen golf in this way, shape, or form. Now, it is going to start. We're going to get a preview of all of this in late December. And then it starts January 9th. ESPN has picked up the rights to it. I'm an ESPN Plus subscriber myself, so I can't wait for that. I am excited. It's going to be a good experiment let's put it that way but there's a lot of money behind it with all these franchises being purchased i mean steph curry and crew up in san francisco purchased the same fran team there's a few others that are part of that ownership group obviously we've got um, alexis and serena and venus that are owners of lagc you've got boston which is the fenway group You've got Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, who's got the New York team. You've got Arthur Blank, who is the Atlanta Falcons owner, who owns um, the Atlanta Drive GC. Uh, This is going to be interesting. I I don't know how else to put it other than interesting. It is going to be interesting, and it is an experiment because, one, is the technology going to hold up? My answer to that is yes. Like, I've got an insight to that, to where I've been in the industry, I've been around golf simulators, I've been around the company, Full Swing Golf, obviously, used to work for them. So I believe that the technology is going to be insane to the point to where people are going to be like, holy crap, this is competitive real golf being played indoors in an arena set up with this technology it's going to be really freaking sweet and i think a lot of people are going to be impressed by that now the format i have no freaking clue no freaking clue how that is going to work 
and it might take the players a little bit of time and a little while in order to really see um, or get a feel for it. I should say not see, but get a feel for the format. And I wonder if it's going to be competitive. That's the one thing where three player alternate shot nine holes of that. Like that is a big part of the entire format of the TGL. So we've got that. Now, the last topic here tonight, which is that Endeavor, literally yesterday, it just got announced that Endeavor is out on the PGA Tour investment. They have been rejected. The COO of Endeavor came out and was like, we are not doing an investment with the PGA Tour, but we continue to support them. Guys and girls and women and children and everybody else. Once again, when I say there is when there is smoke, there is fire. This is another one in business to where it word just got around way too much around Endeavor being involved with the PGA Tour with this investment. And remember, one of PIF's big pieces to the framework agreement was that they have the first right of refusal on any investments coming in, right? So I'm sure that they already, and granted, call me a conspiracy theorist with this one, but they came in after all this media started running that Endeavor is thinking about putting up a billion dollars of an investment and so forth. And kudos to the PGA Tour for playing into the game and basically telling Piff, hey, we'll go ahead and reject them right now for you. And let's keep this whole thing moving. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that during this offseason, the PGA Tour does not want additional players being poached and brought over to live golf. They don't want any more defectors. And they've got like this nice little peace treaty right now. So they're looking to get into the end of the year without anybody jumping ship. The question that I will raise to each and every one of you that are listening is, are they doing that just for that reason? Or is a deal really going to get done? Are they that scared of live moving forward? that they 100% are just forced into this deal with PIF. Because I think we've seen, and I talked about it last week with all the investment groups, the Fenway group being part of that, that wanted to invest into the PGA Tour and wanted to invest a lot of money and be a part of golf. And it's like, why does it have to be PIF? And I think that was what the U.S. government was asking um, when they actually had those hearings. But that being said, PGA Tour, I like where your head's at right now. And you got Jimmy Dunn, who is a smart motherfucker, and he is in there wheeling and dealing, doing these negotiations. And I've got a pretty good idea that that could just be a a coy move or that could really have just happened where they're like, nope. Piff, the magic fund, we're going to go ahead and we're going to tell Endeavor, hey, you're done. You're out of this. We're not going to take your money. We're not interested. We're rejecting it. 
Um, and then that had Phil Mickelson coming out with the news around Endeavor. And Phil Mickelson started launching just a Twitter, a.k.a. X, um, rant about Endeavor and how they wanted to invest into this um, into this league, so on and so forth, this Premier League. And, you know, the PGA Tour, because of greed and everything, wouldn't allow it to go down and wouldn't allow Endeavor to invest into that. Now, that's going back to before Live Golf came about um, with the Premier Golf League and all that stuff to where there would be a set number of events and Endeavor wanted to invest a bunch of money into that. I don't know, folks. This one, I mean, I kind of know what what is going on here but i'm gonna leave that up for all of your imaginations because i know some of you are like now this deal with piff is going down it's happening however there's some posturing going on there is 100 some posturing going on and maybe that move was a little bit of leverage from the pga tour initially and then piff the magic fund decided no we're not we're not playing this game you get rid of them now or else this deals off the table once again when there is smoke there is fire and clearly piff the magic fund is really feeling the heat around getting this deal done yasir wants his membership to augusta national folks wants that membership so which i don't think that's gonna happen but that being said Piff the Magic Fund wants their piece of the PGA Tour. I mean, that is that is factual. That is what they've been going after this entire time. The pawns within all of this are Greg Norman, all the players that came over to live. You know, one of the things that I've been talking about off air with a lot of people is that, you know, more than likely, if the PGA Tour has this big... Um, fine that people have to play to come back onto the PGA tour when all of this is said and done. Who's to say that the Saudis aren't just going to go ahead and pay that for those players. Right. I guess that's more money in the PGA tours pocket, but you got to know that they were all pawns in this, in the entire scheme around getting that piece of the PGA Tour, and being a part of golf. That's what the Saudis wanted from the very beginning. And that's when we talked a lot about, you know, they're playing chestnut checkers. PGA Tour catching up. Jimmy Dunn catching up. And that's what's pretty cool about having Jimmy Dunn in there because this guy comes from the finance world, hedge funds, and he has done a lot of negotiations and business dealings and so forth. Smart individual. And I talked about it last week that he is a guy that, you know, a lot of guys on that practice putting green on uh, Tuesday it, at Shriners were talking about him. A lot of veterans were sitting there talking about how great of a job he is doing right now. And obviously the players are getting a little bit more of an inside scoop than everybody else. I mean, you got to keep it pretty hush-hush during negotiations, which is why I'm going to leave it up to all of you to decide if Piff the Magic Fund put their foot down. And I want to hear from you this week. If you believe that Piff the Magic Fund put their foot down and said, no, you are not going to mess around with any other investors right now. You get rid of this Endeavor talk right now. 
do you think that they put their foot down in the PGA Tour is just like, all right, we got to do it because we want to keep them going along till the end of the year? Or do you think that the PGA Tour is just like, ah, no, you know, let's let's get rid of that right now because we got to get this deal done with Piff. Piff the magic fun. It's a magic fun. Money just comes spewing out of there. Billions and billions of dollars and never looking back. That's why I laughed so hard when I saw Greg Norman's uh, tweet about <laughs> the fact that the business model works. It's like, how many years is it going to take for you guys to get your money back on live? I mean, look at how many, oh, how many dollars were spent and just not wasted because, I mean, at the end game, yeah, the Piff the Magic Fund is right where they want to be, but that does not mean that Live Golf has been successful in the least. I talked about it last week with Dustin Johnson looking like he's already in retirement, just looking like he doesn't care about the team event, doesn't care about being out there. Absolutely love Dustin Johnson. Hope it's not the case. You you look at the other guys that are out there, you got my range goats. You know, they're grinding away because they're, you know, Harold Varner the third, he's got something to prove. Taylor Gooch had just an incredible year. He's doing a bunch of stuff for charity. So there's some great stuff that is coming out of Live Golf, which is why I know I sat here and I was like, I I like it. I love it. I love Live Golf. I love, I like, I love. And it sounds weird to say that, but I like Live Golf. And I am convinced, I've convinced myself anyways, that uh, I like it and I like the team format. And that's why... I'm very interested to see about this TGL league. Very, very interested. Can't wait to see that. But once again, Endeavor, see you, you're out. The key words, though, by the COO that I think every one of you are going to find a little bit interesting is that he said, we're going to continue to support the PGA Tour. Okay, so if this was just a, the PGA Tour is just like, nah, your money's no good here. They wouldn't continue to say good, positive things about it. There'd be some bad blood there. But it wasn't. It was kind of one of those where it's like, hey, can you come out and say that like our dealings are done and we need you to do this because piff the magic fund over here. They're blowing fire. They're blowing fire right out of their mouth. I mean, they're torching up a bunch of stuff. They're not very happy with the media that's coming out that you guys are investing a bunch of money into us. Can you just put out a little press release, a little snippet from your COO just saying the deal's dead and that you guys want to continue to support us? Normally, that does not go down. Normally... You do not hear that additional piece, the additional language at the very end of that, that we will continue to support the PGA Tour. Who does that benefit? Does that benefit Endeavor? Does that benefit the PGA Tour? I wonder. I'm asking you guys. Definitely let us know this week uh, about this whole thing. Golf is in a very interesting place. All I know is that there is a lot of money that is coming into golf. 
whether it's from PIF, the magic fun, or whether it's from a lot of these other private equity and, uh, you know, big conglomerates like Endeavor, we shall see. I mean, the deadline for this deal to get done is the end of the year. And tomorrow, tomorrow, well, when this episode is released, which you guys are hearing it on Halloween night, but tomorrow morning when this comes out, it's November 1st, folks. There is literally two months left to get this deal done between the PGA Tour and Piff the Magic Dragon. Ah, I screwed up. Piff the Magic Fun. Sorry. I just love it. I love where golf is at right now, and I love everything going on with all of these business transactions and got Phil Mickelson doing rants and just saying nasty shit about the PGA tour. I absolutely love just where golf is at. I mean, we've got an indoor golf league for PGA tour pros that's starting up that are three man teams in a format we've never seen before. Why is alternate shot exciting? That's the only thing I don't get. I keep going back to it in my head as I'm talking about this deal with Endeavor. And then I'm just, I'm in the back of my head, I'm thinking alternate shot for nine holes between three players. That's like a train right there. I don't know. I do not know. It's going to be fun though. It's going to be fun to watch whether it succeeds or not. Who knows? But one last time, folks, swannies.co. I want to say thank you to our show sponsor, Swannies Golf. Go to swannies.co. Get yourself the birdie juice hat. That's how I started this episode because Bobby wasn't on. So talked a little bit about the Arizona Skins League, and I did not have the birdie juice today. Maybe I should start drinking out there, but I did not have the birdie juice. Only two birdies again. You know, not... You don't want to go into a skins match or anything like that and, you know, only throw up two birdies. But the putter's not bad. The putter is pretty good, actually. And we're just, we're getting there. It's a slow process. We're just starting back up again. So we'll see. As the year goes on and heading into next year, um, I'm going to keep training, though. I'm going to keep working my ass off to try to, do some good stuff, but Swannies.co, got the birdie juice hat, got the hoodie. This is the one that like comes up like a turtleneck. Man, this thing is so comfy too. Love this. Love this from Swannies.co. And it is promo code PullHookGolf25. Once again, folks, PullHookGolf25. So put together the name of this podcast, PullHookGolf25. It was what my biggest miss on the mini tours when I actually played professionally um, was, which is what I'm trying to get rid of still to this day. Hit two pull hooks today, but pull hook golf 25, all one word, two five at the end. That gets you 25% off your entire order at swannies.co. And for tonight, unfortunately, we did not have Bobby. I thought Bobby was going to be back on this week. Bobby, we miss you, buddy. We want you on next week. I know the fans do and our audience do. So 
Bobby, we can't wait to have you back on next week. The, I mean, it's November next week. How about that? So we'll be recapping the Worldwide Technology Championship that we talked about tonight. We're also going to continue to keep up to date with all of the updates around the TGL. I'm going to try to find out this week, too, if uh, I can get put into contact with Boston Common Golf. I'd love to talk to those guys uh, because that logo that they put together with the frog, I just feel like it's necessary that I have a, a, a nice little chat with them. Maybe we can get some more information out. But we do know that there's signings that are being made now. Justin Thomas has been signed by the Atlanta Drive Golf Club. That is Arthur Blank's um, squad out in Atlanta. So looking forward to getting more information there. So we'll keep you up to speed every step of the way with the TGL League. And then, uh, yeah, we'll also keep you up to date with this crazy, crazy world that we are in right now with golf, with Piff the Magic Fund, Endeavor being shut out. You got others in there as well, like the Fenway Group that owns Boston Common Golf. Um, So this is going to be a couple. There should be a lot more information coming out in these next two months. That is for sure. That I can tell you. The next two months, we should see a ton of information starting to leak out about this agreement with the PGA Tour and PIF. And man, when this deal goes through, if it does go through, fireworks, baby. Can't wait to be here to talk about it and to uh, bring all of you up to speed on it as well. But that wraps up tonight's show. Once again, another solo show. These are not easy to do when it is just a solo show, just talking to all of you. But I can't see you or I can't hear you. So uh, once again, if you're on YouTube on Millions.co. Oh, and by the way, Millions.co. Folks, go to Millions.co and sign up for the notification to get these live streams. These are every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on millions.co. They are our streaming channel. Um, They are doing a lot. We're going to be putting out some merchandise as well um, through millions.co. So it is, uh, they are growing and got a lot of MMA to that as well. So if anybody's got an MMA show that uh, they want to talk uh, or bring me on to talk a little bit about MMA, it happens to be what I'm best at betting wise. Uh, that's for damn sure. But um, again, millions.co, they're our streaming channel. So uh, definitely sign up there for these live streams and check us out on millions.co. We're going to be doing more and more as time goes on. Um, so, yeah. Without further ado, everybody, I hope everybody had a good Halloween and happy November, everybody. Peace out.